everyone? You know what that sound means. It's another episode of the Tardy Tardis, a Doctor Who podcast. I am your host, Mark Turcotte, and joining me this week, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, my friend? It's uh, the end of the world. <laughs> it is the end of the world. That's what that boom is for at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Not for that bass drop. It's for the uh, Earth blowing up in the year 5 billion or 5 billion years from now. It's uh, actually 5.5 slash Apple slash 26 <laughs> is, is the... Uh, oh, my God. We're going to talk about... We're, we'll get to there. We'll, get we'll to talk that. about it. I, I don't even want to start there yet. Uh, <laughs> what's up, everyone? Thank you here for tuning in to the show, however you're tuning in, whether it's through... Uh, hopefully iTunes at some point, if you are from the future, but we're not there yet. Uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on everything but iTunes right now. iTunes is having some issues, I guess, getting updated, but it should be happening soon. Uh, but uh, thank you here. And if you are finding us for the first time, welcome. We are the Tardy Tardis podcast, a Doctor Who podcast where we listen to every episode week after week, starting with the 2005 run uh, with Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor and we break down each episode. And this week, we're breaking down episode two, The End of the World. Mm. So, uh, Chris, are we ready to dive in? I think we should dive in, yeah. Let's I mean, uh, just just to let everybody know, like like Mark said, like this is the first time we're ever watching these things. So we're not super fans going back and rehashing like nope. the old days. Like this is the first time we've watched it. And uh, we still know nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and you know what I yeah. love the best thing about this episode is when you watch... Like the previously on before, it yeah. makes you realize how much we don't know. And could you imagine being someone you know nothing about Doctor Who, and you heard about this new Doctor Who show that started? This is back in two thousand five, right? So you're two thousand five. You hear, did you see the new episode of Doctor Who? What's Doctor Who? I don't know. Check it out. There's a new episode on tonight. When you go home, watch it. You put this episode on. This is your first episode. And you watch the previously on. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> imagine going back and seeing like this breakdown of rose you see the autons you see just rose well, swinging on a chain like what's happening i think if i if if this was the first episode i tuned into and i saw that i would have been like okay and then within the first 10 minutes of this episode i would have been like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> and i'm kind of amazed this show like kept going like it it it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not, am I amazed it made it to like where it is right now in season 11? And we said this last time, like everybody that tells us like it gets better. The first episode or the first season was not production wise the greatest, but I'm just amazed it made it out of season one. I know. After two episodes. It's crazy, man. <laughs> because, crazy. because the craziness we're going to get into. Well, it's uh, the thing. There's no like crazy. slow ramp up. I mean, in this episode, the end of the world I mean, it just gets as sci-fi as you could possibly get. Like, what could be more sci-fi than this episode? There's, like, nothing else you could do. I mean, Mm. you know, the doctor asks Rose right in the beginning, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to the future? Do you want to go to the past? And she just says, I want to go forward. Let's go 100 years. And they go forward 100 years. And and he's like, that's it? Like, that's all you want to do? Which, by the way, the knobs in that that he's pulling are hilarious. He's, like, turning, like, weird knobs, like, pumping, like, a a basketball (laughs) pump. Like... Where's the budget in the scene here? <laughs> the TARDIS was uh, the, the, the 2017 model. It was, it was a year behind. <laughs> they need to upgrade the TARDIS with, uh, with, with better buttons. You're absolutely right. But what would you – if he asked you that question, what would you do? Would, would you initially want to go forward or backward? <sighs> Honestly, well, I guess the curiosity probably of going forward to see like yeah, where so. the world goes. Um, but in the no, same in- sense – 
like going knowing back you can would be do awesome. either going back would be great but knowing you could do either at any time i would almost have to want to go forward see- i wouldn't go five billion years in the yeah, future yeah no that's a little crazy which i i question why he brought her to that point i i don't know but- well he must have knew because he brought her to one hour before the earth ends so he knows when the earth ends so he knew the date right he must so have. that's why he went five billion he he's like oh to. i got something for you and he brings right. it so um yeah so like you're saying like first she's like let's go 100 years and he's like ah that's boring let's go 10,000 years and he says something what does he say that I, and i didn't write it down i don't remember what it was but something of, of no real interest just interest me um but then he i think something like the roman empire like the rise of the second roman empire oh, the or something new, the like new that. roman empire yeah is right, it, which is yep. maybe just a plan or, or just it, it, it whatever. Twelve thousand and five is, is was the year, yep. and it's the rise of the new Roman Empire. The I new wrote Roman that down. Empire, which is yep. kind of interesting. Yep. So then, did you hold on? Like, did you see the look on his face when the TARDIS is going? You guys yeah. can't see the video right now. I'm watching. I have it up on my screen. I have it like screenshotted on there. But he he looks like he's just like getting off on it. I guess like he's turning oh, all the knobs and really? he's like. Like as the TARDIS is like moving, it's just the way he's, his face is hilarious. He's got this big goofy smile on. He's just loving it. Like when the TARDIS is. Well, we know he doesn't really want relations with females because he turned down Rose's mom. True. Right. So maybe that's how he. Yeah. Maybe the TARDIS. Yeah. It could be the TARDIS. TARDIS. That's funny. And how is Rose not terrified at this point? I was thinking too. I mean, this takes place. Mere minutes, seconds after the end of the last episode where she, you know, it seemed exciting at the time, but you think like, and and there is a point in this episode where she kind of sits back and realizes like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even know who that is. Somebody's asking her like, who is that? Isn't it the plumber I think is asking her like, oh, who are you here with? And she's like, oh, my. Yeah. You know, some stranger. Like, I I don't know. And she kind of realizes like, what the hell am I doing? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, which is but, weird. But then, I'm watching uh, okay. that right now. I'm trying to see. Yeah, just yeah, watch oh, yeah. oh, he's loving it. He loves it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we figured out something. I think, yeah, I uh, think we did. I think he just he loves yeah, yeah. the TARDIS. He loves the TARDIS. Um, right. So then the doctor, at one point, um, uh, what did I say? He gets all serious. He says, we think of all the things that could kill us, uh, but never of the impossible if we survive. And so then he goes to the year 5.5 Apple 26, right? Mm. Is that what it is? Which is 5 billion years into the yeah. future. And I can't help but wonder if it was 5.5 slash Android slash 26. At some point. The, the world would not have ended because right. Androids last longer mm. than Apple. So yeah. that's that's all I can come up with. Is Is maybe that middle term like hurricanes where they just start with like the alphabet and it just goes <laughs> so so, so they android would have been far. first right so we've already been through the android so we've age. been through the android now we're in the apple. apple age okay maybe i don't know all right uh but we see some weird ships i mean we see now spaceships straight up flying near this space station this massive space station kind of looking out over the earth and we find out that we are here to see the death of earth but when they get off of the tardis he uses that screwdriver again yep. for i don't know why mag light for the wind man that's it <laughs> i don't know why he kind of just goes into she gets off and she's like wow this is amazing which is exactly what i would do yep. and he kind of just gets off nonchalant takes out the screwdriver and does something to the door and i haven't figured that part out yet uh, yeah i don't know what he's doing because don't, he didn't I, lock anybody out because that steward guy 
Uh, I don't think well, anybody knows what whatever no. he's doing ever. Like he's. I, just... I think. I think when they just need him to do something, like in the background, <laughs> he just picks that up and waves it again. Because if you see do. later on when they're they're in like the guts of the ship, yep. and if there's like a serious moment where the tree is kind of like saying, "I know where you come from." Yep. If you watch that. He's just moving that thing on the screen. There's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing with it, or it's like a they don't tell you what. He... It's like a Wiimote. He's moving, moving stuff around. Just waggle it. He's got to waggle it. There's really no true control over it. You're just waggling it like an emote right. or like a Wiimote. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. What else do I got here? So then, yeah. So then, when they get off, the Maglite does its thing. We find out that the Earth is the property of the National Trust. Right. How is there a nat? Wouldn't it be like the Galactic Trust? I don't know. Right? That's a good question. If if you would think it's this far in the future that the Earth would have to be part of something bigger, is right. that what you're kind of? That's kind of what I'm saying. Or or is it? I mean, maybe the National Trust is part of the Earth, but we find out later that Cassandra O'Brien is really the last human. So does mm -hmm. she own the Earth? Maybe, <clears throat> or or is maybe she the the remnants of the National Trust, and then she just had. I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't get too much of a backstory on her. She gives you a little bit of like where she's from, yep. but um, you don't get too much from from the extras. Nope. So we're just left to wonder and stuff like that. But the the whole trust thing is kind of interesting because, if, and, and from what I gathered from it, they have been keeping this sun at bay, right? Yep. Using uh, so, yeah, it says uh, humans have been uh, they put gravity satellites to hold back the sun. Right. That's cool, man. Like stuff like this, like I hope they get into later on. I don't think they they will, but that's cool. Like I want that could be a series in and of itself. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Just just you know, uh, creating this whole magnet type of thing to keep the sun at bay. And what's he say? Like the funds have basically run out, so now the Earth is screwed. Yep. And now we're all here to watch it, <laughs> which is <laughs> a little morbid when you think about it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um. And what? So then they start introducing everybody. They which do, was before the, we do that, I want to say he gets pretty serious at one point. I, I, I wrote some of it down and I was kind of just looking at it here on the screen. But he says, mm -hmm. uh, we think of all the things in our life that could kill us. You know, people are worried about like cancer and toxins and all these things. But right. you never think of what if we actually survived? Like what if, what if you just survived and, and then you had to be here for the end of the world? He says how you're going to get killed and, and global warming. But you never take time to imagine the impossible that maybe you survived is what he says. And they're kind of overlooking earth with the, and that's when he says it's the year 5.5 .5, Apple 26. Right, right. I love that line. Like he, he there's moments and we had a, a moment like that. I think in the first uh, episode too, where he just gets serious and it's in this yeah. silly show. There's moments where it's like kind of questioning in this situation that is so fantastical. Like there still is some sort of human, even though he's not a human, but I don't know. There's, there's just yeah, there something was, that I like. There was a couple scenes like that in this, and and it still brings you back to like keeping you honest and keeping you interested in um, like the seriousness of the show and, yeah. and like the, the the deeper meaning that they're going for it. And there was a scene where he's talking with Rose, and Rose is trying to like pick his brain and like you know really like just just fucking tell me who you are. And yeah. he's like, it doesn't matter. He goes, right. it doesn't matter who I am. All that matters is right here, right now. Right now. And, yep. and you know, um, even at the very end of the show, we can get into that later, but he, he, there's a very poignant part when they step off the TARDIS and they're back on Earth. That was a good moment, too. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we can, like I said, talk about that later, but I, they, so far they've done a really good job. I would say it's what? Maybe 
80% ridiculousness and yes. 20% like seriousness. And that 20% yep. is enough to keep you, to keep you invested in him and, and kind of invested. realizing that he's just not this wacky guy called the doctor that travels through time and gets in shenanigans. Like there is something else going on right. um, above it. So then, yeah. So then the introduction starts to come in. So here comes this blue guy in this oversized coat and like a old leather football helmet. That's kind of what I'm guessing. Like, or or a swim cap. I don't know what's going on. It's like a weird. He he, he belongs in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think. He does. He totally yeah. does. Or he's like, or the Blue Man Group. I don't know. Wait for him to pull out like a, a what like a white PVC pipe and start banging on it, but it never happens, unfortunately. Um, but then the, he says, you know, who are you? Were you invited? And the doctor holds up this piece of paper. Oh, that I want that. At first, you think, okay, well, so they were invited. Like it's an actual invitation. But then you realize that this piece of paper is completely devoid of any text or anything on it and rose says like there's nothing on it and he says oh well i it when they look at it they see whatever i want them to see it's awesome. the power he's magic so he's 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 got gadgets man like that's another thing that i'm interested in like but is it going to be like a superman type of thing where they just keep creating stuff for him along the way just to make him yeah he can do more everything. badass any really yeah but that was cool <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Was... And I love this. There's a little quick little scene too where he says, uh, Rose looks at him and says, he's blue. And the doctor just says, yeah. And she just goes, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest, man. Like yeah. Christopher Eccleston is our first doctor. God, yeah. I love him. Like he is so funny, dude. Like he, when he just goes like, yeah. Like the way he says it in his face, he's got a big goofy smile on his face. Even when he's like uh, going going through the ships, like uh, like mainframe or whatever it is, yeah. and that tree's with him and she's like, and he goes, so if we get in trouble, nobody's here to help us. And she's like, yeah. He's like, fantastic. <laughs> like, no, man, that is not fantastic. Not fantastic at all. But you're like, and it's funny you say that because like I try not to read too much of future stuff and everything. Obviously we know that there's multiple doctors. Right. Um, but the few things that I see here and there and a few things that people have told me, not one person mentions him, Chris Reckleson as like their favorite. As their favorite, I know. It's but, always David Tennant. That's the one you I always hear. It's yeah. like, he's the best. He's the best. And maybe we'll get to that point too, but we're only two episodes in, so he's the best. Right <laughs> I'm now. loving he, him, man. He, he can't get better than him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so then we get ready to move in here to the introductions and the Oompa Loompas come in. Yeah. And uh, these are, are just these kids with these little helmets and, <laughs> and these like covered up <laughs> goggles. Also blue, which is great. So then we have, we talked about last week, the Forest of Cheem. From the Forest mm -hmm. of Cheem, we have trees. trees. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get, uh, what's her name? Uh, is it Jabe? She's Jabe. the female. Yeah. So Jabe, Loot, and Coffee or something. Something like that. Yeah. And then we have uh, the Solicitors. Uh, this is uh, Joko and Joko. Uh, we have the Mox of Balhoon. Of course. Uh, who, who the Mox of Balhoon is a little blue guy. He looks like a little gremlin kind of sitting there in his thing. He's cool. He's like Watto's like grandfather. <clears throat> yep. And from Financial <laughs> Family 7, we have the adherents of the repeated meme, who we're going to get to a little bit later, which mm -hmm. repeated meme. Is that like hinting at like a meme on the Internet? Is that what that is, or is there something else? I looked else? that up because I was wondering how far back memes went. Okay. I mean, it's a relatively new thing. I think, okay, you know, so maybe not it, 05 it, then. But it's not. It, like uh, the person who created memes is a guy from like uh, like 1979 or something like that. Okay. So um, I don't know, but I, I, I was curious to know if the current meme was taken from like Doctor Who. Very well could have been. I don't know. But those guys were uh, – you could tell something was up with them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then at this point, I just stopped writing notes down because they just kept coming. <laughs> they just it was quick. It was one after the other. And then yeah, we started boom, doing boom, that. Boom, 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 the boom. only cool one that I liked was the face of Bo. Right. Who because... looks like Vigo from Ghostbusters 2 to me. <laughs> Really? I am See, Vigo. I, I thought he looked like Omek from Legends of the Hidden Town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yes, it was that big face. Just, rawr, 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 and, rawr. and he didn't say anything the entire episode. <laughs> no. oh, there, he does so, get blamed, though, later on in the episode. Cassandra O'Brien blames him, says, I think it was for the face right. of Bo. Right. Oh, that's great. But uh, they, all, they all come giving gifts. Gifts. And the doctor's gift is just <laughs> so. Well, first of all, Jabe the the tree gives a cutting of her grandfather. So this would be like somebody bringing to their grandfather's toenail and giving it to someone <laughs> as a gift, which to me was just ridiculous. I was like, what in the world? So you can tell the doctor's like, um, um. He kind of feels his pockets. He's looking around, and then he goes, "In return, I give you air for my lungs." And then Brilliant. he just breathes ever so slightly in her face. And she loved it. Yeah. Oh, she says, how intimate. And he says, there's more where that came from. <laughs> and she says, I bet there is. Oh, but, um, I mean, the, the, the grand entrance is, of course, I mean, we mentioned her last week. Cassandra uh, O'Brien. Cassandra O'Brien, the last, the last human. But, yep. And what does she bring? You remember what she brings? What, uh, what was it? The I last ostrich egg. And ostriches at this point, can breathe fire they fly around and breathe fire is what she ends up saying like oh yeah the last one was seen flying and breathing fire so it's clearly ostriches have evolved in the future and uh, are no longer okay uh, just running around and then then oh we don't we forgot to mention too and then you have uh who's the blue guy uh the um whatever his name is the the little goofy the troll guy, guy? Uh, the little guy sitting on the thing he yeah, brings yeah. the gift of body salivas the mocks of Balhoon, and he spits in Rose's face. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That was like an Ace Ventura 2 moment where they're spitting everywhere. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, it didn't mean anything. I thought it was going to go somewhere, like, well, except for the one gift. Like, the, the, the one gift, the, the spheres are, are kind of like why they were doing this whole scene of gift giving. Um, the repeating meme, I'm looking at it right now, they give him. The little egg or little right. ball, the metal ball that ends up holding these spiders that we find out about. But the doctor gives all of them some air. And unlike Jabe the tree where he just kind of went, yeah. here he goes. <laughs> He's so like proud of it. Like the first time. <laughs> he goes like, all around like this. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't know how to how it would be accepted. And when right. she was like, oh, that is glorious or whatever she said, he's like everybody's getting air now. Like, <laughs> it's Definitely like when you yeah. give saltwater taffy, like when you come home from vacation and you didn't know what to get somebody. So you got them saltwater taffy. Definitely uh, more where that came from. Like he told, uh, <laughs> <laughs> told Jabe. But uh, they, they go into like, all right, we're going to have some cocktails before this uh, planet erupts. And one of two great hit songs. Well, yes. one, one is a great song. The other one is, we'll get to that in a minute. But they start playing Tainted Love. <laughs> on, which... on on what Cassandra O'Brien deems an iPod, which is yeah. actually a jukebox. <laughs> jukebox from like the 50s. Right. So uh, history got things mumbled, which 
I think we've done that a lot of times throughout times, history. I'm sure. <laughs> a little bit of social commentary right there. For sure. Right, 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 right. Um, and so. it's interesting too, you know, Cassandra O'Brien, because this kind of foreshadows what we're going to see a little bit later too. She has these two handlers with her that <clears throat> have to consistently moisturize her. Right. They're always moisturizing her all the time. It's kind of interesting. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so then the uh, the i we said the iPod plays and Rose is just kind of freaked out. You can tell she's just kind of like I'm not real quick about Cassandra. <laughs> Did you notice the one scene where like Rose and Cassandra are talking and Cassandra like they go to the uh, window? Yep. And Chris- Cassandra is like, when I was a boy. Yes. Is this a transgender? I don't know. Like in person, like what is going on there? Not only did she say she was a boy, she said she her mother was from Texas, and I don't want to like offend anybody, but Texas is like known for like being like one of the most unhealthy states in the fifty <laughs> states. So was she trying to be as thin as possible because going against what normal Texans? Kind of resemble. I, have no I don't idea. know. Yeah, but the point where she said she was a boy, like really, like threw me off for a second. Yep, I wrote it down, man, because I heard that you too. Okay. Like, I was like, wait uh, a minute, what? You're a boy? And they never really mention it again. Rose doesn't respond to it. Nope. It's just no. Nope. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the scene back in uh, the Rose episode where he grabs the paper and he like kind of says like the one is gay and the one is an alien. Like, oh, that'll never work. Like they have these little right, things right. that they kind of throw in there, but they don't. <laughs> Ever address don't expand on it. Kind of yeah. thrown in there. Yeah, right. Which so. kind of maybe shows how forward-thinking the show is. Like, it's like, hey, we're in a world with aliens, so if you're homosexual or if you're transgender, whatever. Like, the, it doesn't that, matter, right? It doesn't matter, right? Which is, which is, I think, is really cool. The show is very inclusive. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so Rose leaves the room, and we see uh, Jabe take a picture of the doctor and send it to someone or something and then she realizes who the doctor is or at least where he's from and she kind of looks up and just says impossible hmm. but doesn't expand on it so we don't really know at that point once again anything. we don't get it don't know what's going on with him right 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 uh, which she didn't really expect no i mean they're doing a pretty good job of keeping you guessing where he's from uh you know later Again, at the end of the episode, they kind of talk about it again. So they keep giving you like bits and pieces of it. But I'm just so confused as to like what it means when a new doctor comes into play. Like, does he just take his form? I don't know. And it just, I don't know because like if that's the case or I should say if that's not the case, if there just becomes a new doctor. He said he was the he's the last time traveler or time doctor, whatever it is. Yep, the last time lord. Time lord. Um, later. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm trying to. I, I want answers to it. And if the if it's where a new doctor comes in place, a completely new doctor, I want answers by the end of the season because this is the only season that he's the doctor, right? Right. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I get there's a ton of questions about him specifically, but we're not going to get those till down the road. We'll yep. we'll get little bits of what we're doing right now. So I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we see the spider open up, <clears throat> and these spiders are a recurring theme. They're pretty much the the villains of this, or, or bad guys. Minority, minority yeah. report. Uh, let's see. And then we see the plumber, and the plumber whose name is Raffalo uh, mm-hmm. meets Rose, and, and just you know, it's kind of questioning her. And Rose is like, "Wow, we still have plumbers in the future." Kind of whole little neat little scene. Uh, but then the plumber <clears throat> looks into a vent, sees one of the spiders, and then slowly they start accumulating. She's more and more and more. 
And then when Rose leaves, she gets overwhelmed by these spiders, and we see her dragged into this vent, and uh, we can just assume she is killed. Right. Uh, let's see. Then the blue and guy. she had to ask permission to talk. That's right. Which was kind of interesting. And at the end of their conversation, she was like, not many people are as courteous or as, as roses. Yeah, so here we are. It's we're talking about inclusion and all that. And yeah, here we have some sort of slavery or racism mm. or something happening on, on, on the yeah. space like, station. Like, you know, uh, she's a lower class citizen, maybe, and she needs yep. permission to talk. I don't know. Just those, again, those little things that they're adding where you're asking a ton of questions that you're probably never going to get an answer to. But nope. whatever. So. Uh, then it cuts back to the guy's name. He's a steward in his office. And uh, we see one of the spiders are unleashed in his in his office. Uh, and then it flashes back to Rose kind of overlooking the sun, kind of where we saw her in the doctor before. And the doctor comes in and, and Rose just pretty much admits like, yeah, there, there's a lot of aliens out there. <laughs> like I mean, She's a little <laughs> overwhelmed as to what exactly um, was going to be happening there. And she asks the doctor, you know, where are you from? <clears throat> this is that scene, like you said, like, where are you from? And he says, I'm from all over. And uh, she says, you know, well, well, you know, how do all these people speak English? And Rose says, well, it's a gift from the TARDIS. It's able to get inside your head. So we learn the that the TARDIS. Says it. Yeah, the doctor, the says, doctor says it. Yeah. So, so it's almost like the TARDIS is more than just this vessel or spaceship. Hmm. It's, you know, which maybe somehow that's how the doctor has some of the abilities that he has. Is the TARDIS right. has really not only got into his head, maybe into his body at yeah. some point. But why does he not want to? I mean, why is it a, such a big deal to just say where he's from? He he seems like get like angry at her. He does, yeah. Didn't he? Like he yep. seemed like when she wanted to know, she got angry back at him. It's like, dude, like I agreed to come with you, and you took me literally to the end of the earth, and I don't know anything about you. And she kind of came to the realization when we, when she was talking to uh, Raffalo, the one, the plumber. She yep. came to the realization like, yeah, I I've been. I'm to the end of the world with a guy that I literally just met and I don't know anything about him. So when she tries to confront him on that and he gets angry about it. Yep. So there's more like, that's why I'm so interested in his history. And I think this is their buildup to get you interested in it. She says, who are you? Where are you from? He says, I'm just a doctor. She says, from what planet? And he says, uh, well, it's not as if you'd know where it is. She says, where are you from? He says, what does it matter? So they keep, just keep kind of going back and forth. Right. And she says, tell me who you are. And he says, this is who I am. So right here, right now, all right? So This is all that matters, right. You almost wonder if the Time Lords or whoever ends up having to be the Doctor almost gets lost in themselves too. Do they? Are you traveling so much through so many different times and places and, and mm-hmm. seeing so many different species and people that do you almost lose yourself as a who am i like we see in the first episode where he touches his ears and he kind of realizes like oh i got these big ears now this is what mm-hmm. i look like does he forget well could you is it possible that you could forget what you look like like how often does he change the way that he looks yeah yeah I, you maybe you forget or maybe like he's maybe he's right maybe it doesn't matter yeah he, he's been through like like han solo i've been one to the end of the galaxy to the other and it maybe just doesn't he's right in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter who he is all that matters is right here and now and yeah. what we need to take care of right here and now physical attributes and all that stuff don't matter but for us that's hard to accept like we need to know who you are where you're from who your parents are like we need information on you and like he's saying it does none of it matters nope um, <clears throat> and he be, does he does a little uh jiggery pokery <laughs> to um, the phone to rose's phone <laughs> so she can call her mom so maybe that's right. what it is maybe the tardis gives you 
a little bit of jiggery pokery, I think is kind of what it does. Um, and uh, she calls her mom. And uh, her, it's funny, her mom's just like, oh, you know, you're going to be home late? Well, actually, she didn't say home late. She says, I'm going to be late home, is what she says. Did you notice that? Instead of saying, oh, I'm I didn't notice that. Late, I'm going to be late home. Really? Uh, which is just kind of interesting she says that. But, but her mom mentions another thing where she's still trying to get money out of something. Like, <laughs> something was there and it was like, oh, you should you should ask for your money back or something to that effect. And it's like, yeah, the mom is motivated by money. And money oh, only. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. And she also says... Can you put money in the lottery syndicate? Yeah, what and is I that? meant to look that up, and I don't know. They may look it up. And quick. somebody last week, I'm going to call him out. One of our listeners, Strider, mentioned to me he he thought it was funny our mix up with the lottery. Is yeah, the lottery well, so, like a bank? Is it your bank? Because remember, they were at the when that term was brought up. She was going to it was like the money from the work. Then usually, when you close a store down, you go to the bank and put it and deposit it. Is okay. that what the lottery syndicate is? like? Okay, so a lottery syndicate is a group of players who purchase lottery tickets together and share in the prize winnings in proportion to the contribution of each participant. So it's just so a like when you, we just yeah, call it the lottery, like, basically. Um, it's the lottery, but it's like it's like a work lottery. Like you know, if you if you're at work and and gotcha. you say like gotcha, gotcha, everyone, gotcha. all right, it's you know whatever. It's Wednesday, so everybody give give their five bucks, and I'll mm -hmm. go get the tickets. I guess that's what a lottery syndicate is. I've never heard it called that. I've never have either. Nope. So, so that makes even more sense that the mom is motivated by money because she wants Rose to put money into the lottery syndicate to go buy lottery tickets, <laughs> so she can like, the mom has get more. One money. thing on her mind. Yep. Exactly. Money, 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 so, money. That's funny. Uh, so then we see um, the blue guy again. What, what did I say his name was? He's a um, the steward. The steward. We see the steward um, in his office talking to the control people, wondering to know what is going on. Why is the place shaking? Because the space station now is shaking. And in the background, we see the spiders. And come to find out, uh, there's some scans happening. He sees on the scans the little spiders, then looks over and sees one right there in front of him. And these things murder him, essentially, by mm -hmm. dropping the sun filter of the window and letting the sun just fry him. Mm. So he uh, just gets taken out. Now, who who do you think had the better no scream, him or uh, Darth Vader? Because Vader's was pretty weak, so I'm going to go with this guy. This guy's totally pretty honest. good. No, this guy's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I thought his acting was actually pretty good. Yep. But um, that reminded me of a scene in the movie called, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Sunshine. Mm -mm. They do something similar in that movie. So anybody has not seen that movie, there's a room that they go to. They're doing. They're do, going on a mission to the sun, and there's a room that they go to that they can adjust the uh, power of the sun. And crap goes wrong, and something happens really quick where they're like, you know, hundred percent, and it just fries everybody that's in the room. Ooh. That it brought me right back to that movie. Yeah, dude, really Same good. Same thing, man. Yeah, it's yep. a similar thing. Yep. Uh, and then we got back to the doctor or back to the party and Jabe says, you know, oh, I, they say, said there might be something wrong in the engine room. And Jabe says, oh, that's right behind my suite room. And the doctor says, oh, we can go there. And she says, yeah, come on. I can show you and your wife. And the doctor says, she's not my wife. And Jabe says, your partner. He says, nope, your concubine. Nope. Your prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And, I mean, Rose is just like, hello, whatever I am, it must be invisible. Like you're saying all this right in front of me. Do you mind? <laughs> Oh, I love that, man. Yeah. 
And then, so, uh, you know, Rose, Rose realized, I love what she says too. She goes, all right, I get it. Why don't you two go and pollinate? She says, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> I love like there's all these like just little sexual innuendos kind of throughout yeah. this whole thing. The doctor's going to be tree hugging is what he's going to be doing. <laughs> tree lover. Uh, get some splinters going on. Um, so then at this point, it's, it's earth death in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see the doctor and Jabe go flying. And or not flying, they go running into the engine room, which is just loaded with spiders at this point. So we see all these spiders kind of in the room, and you know Rose is kind of left by herself, which it's, I'm still kind of surprised like Rose wouldn't go with them. Yeah, like, Rose she's, is she's cool, she's very just, accepting to all of what's around her yeah. right now. Dude, I'd be terrified. Mm-hmm. I would be terrified to move. Even the one scene where she was with like uh, Rafalo, uh, the plumber, she was by herself, yeah. just down some hallway. Like, I wouldn't be moving more than two feet away from that doctor You're the crazy. entire time. She's got a set of balls on her. Yep. Maybe that's what the, the, that character needs, whoever his partner is. Just, you have to have that. Like you just right. got to be fearless. Well, and, and he did say, like, well, she asked him, you know, is it always this dangerous? And he said, yeah. So so she went. So she, it's not like she doesn't know what she's getting into. But still, you see all of these bizarre people. And Cassandra alone creeps the hell out of you. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's who she goes and talks to. She has yep. a conversation with her. Yep. That's where that so. conversation happens. Um, but while they're walking down, this is where the, the line happens where, you know, he finds out that the there's nobody in the facility. And if anything happens, nobody's going to come to get him. And he's just like, fantastic. He's great. He's um, good with that. But, but he alludes to the fact that the last time he was on something that was said to be unsinkable, it sank and he was clinging to an iceberg. Now the only I call shenanigans because this is only the second episode, and okay. we found out in the first episode from our buddy Clive, who t- was, right. had all these pictures throughout history, that supposedly he, st- well, I may maybe that's how it happened. He stopped a family from getting on the Titanic. We found that like that was something that Clive, right? Very true. Yeah. And now we so find, the- it, but did he maybe take their tickets and that's how he stopped them from getting on? Like he got on himself. And then ended up sinking in the Titanic. That's an amazing point that I didn't even think I'm of. I'm already calling shenanigans on the show. You're two episodes in and you're already kind of screwing up your timeline. Well, they're not mm-hmm. screwing up the timeline because they never said what he did. True. Yeah, well, they, that's what I'm saying. You know so what did I mean? he take like, their tickets maybe? Maybe that's what it was. He stole the tickets and then ended up saving the people by doing that, by him being on the ship and not these other people. But he also can go back to the Titanic as many times as he wants. True. True. So maybe what we what we found out from Clive was just one of the many times he went to the Titanic. Right. So like Doctor Strange but, looking into the future and seeing a million or billion different possibilities, the yes. Time Lords can do the same, and they can go to each one if they want and be exactly. Part of it. But that's a great observation that I did not pick up on. Yep. Um, uh, let's see. So then we cut to Cassandra and Rose doing their scene. And that's where Cassandra mentions, you know, that she at one point grew up as a boy in Texas mm. and, uh, mentions, um, how she is the, or all the other humans. Rose asks, like, oh, so all the other humans are not on there, but where do they go? And, um, Cassandra basically says like, you know, they, they've touched every star in the sky, but now they've, they've just basically crossbred. So they're new humans, proto humans, digi humans, human ish just says they're all mongrels. Mm. Meanwhile, you look at her. <laughs> Come on, man. What is she? <laughs> yeah, what are this... you? After 708 operations, we find oh. out. It's like, that's the form she decided to take. It makes me wonder, like, what else was going on on Earth? 
you know, like what what else did people look like on Earth? They can't all look like her. She she says something where like she decided to go flat or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, like it was what? a choice. Like it was this a choice. is a thing like, that people do. Yeah, that. yeah. She was she was born with the choice to go flat. Yeah, that, that, like, you know, you know. Hey, we're talking about people from the year uh, what is it? Twelve hundred Apple twenty six or whatever. Right. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, five point five Apple twenty six. That's what you do. <laughs> what do you, what would you call that for short? You know, like we say, like we're in the year eighteen. You know, or like you know, back in 20. back in the two thousands, back in the aughts, people say now we're the nineties. Yeah. What do you say to that? Back in the so apples, it's, it's five point five slash apples slash. How about 68. them apples? <laughs> <laughs> I, you can't shorten that. There's no, no way around. There's no way. No way. No. Uh, I love Rose. Calls her a bitchy trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call Cassandra O'Brien from here on out for the rest of the episode is the bitchy trampoline. Here for mentioned as bitchy trampoline. Yep. Uh, That's great. Hilarious. And then she, and then, you know, the bitchy trampoline starts telling Rose, like, you could be flatter. Your chin's poking out a little bit. <laughs> what in the world? And Rose is just like, I would rather die. And I think I'm with Rose on that one. Like, <laughs> just kill me. If you're going to make me look like that, just, just. Kill me, me now, please. It's funny. Um, let's see. And then what happens next year? So then we see, uh, Rose walks away. We cut back to the doctor and, uh, he's doing his stuff with the keypad. There he goes. He's going all crazy. He's waggling it. Did they play, um, Britney Spears yet? In the, uh, in, no, no, not yet. Nope. Not yet. Okay. Nope. Cause that, that's kind of <clears throat> nope. an interesting choice. Uh, so then, yeah, they do the thing and then it cuts to the scene of Rose walking down the hallway and she's coming down the hallway and she walks into the repeating meme. Mm, and... All right. And, that is when they just put the beat down. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just punch her in the side of the head or hit her in the side of the head with, I don't know. I it, Actually, you know, I think it is one of their hands because we see later on one of the arms get ripped off, finding out that they're droids. And these things, they're wearing some bling. I'm trying to look at what's on their necklaces, but it's like, I can't really tell. It's like, it looks like an S. Uh, that's yeah. On there, but. They're like the, what are those things? The, the things from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Nazgoon. Yep. But <clears throat> yeah, Rose has tried to escape or has had to escape a lot of um, violence directed towards her with hands coming down in a striking motion mm-hmm. <laughs> from the, the, uh, what are those things called? The, uh, in, the, in the first episode, the Autons. The Autons. And now, uh, and uh, yeah, she's always wanting to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> knock her down yeah exactly oh it's funny uh and actually you know we missed one of the big points in the scene before when they were using the mac light that's when uh jabe says she knows where he's from and that she knows that he shouldn't exist and that she's sorry so we don't know the time lord bit yet but we know that she knows where he is and that he shouldn't exist and that was a serious scene like the doctor almost was like shedding a tear Mm mm-hmm there you know and um yeah i think it's just more towards what he just does not maybe doesn't want to relive it because we find out at the end like he was part of a war or something like that maybe it's just not we don't know but whatever it is it's uh it it strikes to his core because it we see it like it almost humanizes him Mm -hmm. you know he's like you said he's not this goofy person all the time nope when you want to like try to dig deep into his past and stuff like that that's where he puts that wall up and he's like, no, we're not, we're not going to yeah. go there. Well, you know, I think it probably goes to, you know, imagine being somebody, 
in his position where just you travel through time. You he clearly lost his family. You have to have a family at this point, right? They're gone. You, who do you have? Nobody. Who do you have? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now all he has is Rose, but he's only had her for the last hour yeah, and twenty minutes, maybe hours, or right. whatever it is. I mean, you you don't have anyone that you can rely on, so you're literally by yourself. So when somebody brings up that they may know your past, they may know where you've been, what you've been for been through, it just brings all that up. And sure. for him, like, why dwell on the past? That's why he says to her, I am who I am right now in this moment, because that's all you can be. You can't go back, because when you do, that's when you, you probably just melt from just the the sadness that you feel right. from your family, right? right? Um, but then, okay, <laughs> just, so he's able, he's able to get the spider at this point. I just watch Rose get beat down again, no, by it's the way. Pretty good, that, right? that was a solid blow. It's terrible, yeah. actually. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> and... and uh, the bitchy trampoline says, let's put on a traditional ballad. And here, here's the classic second yes. song, a traditional earth ballad, Toxic by Britney Spears, mm. which is just so, hilarious. Which, yeah, I mean, and I don't know when that song came out. And I keep, I keep having to tell myself, like, yeah, this show didn't come out in 2018, came out in 2005. <laughs> and that's probably around when that song came out. But it's a little disheartening to know that Britney Spears made it to the end of end of the earth yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like of all the artists that could make it to the end had to be britney I, yeah i guess congratulations yep. is in order because you made it britney yep uh let's see we find out that the sun or the steward has been killed and uh the doctor kind of realized that and says oh no there's another sun filter descending somewhere and i think he he discovers that through his mag lighter through the sonic screwdriver by trying to get the uh, steward out and he realizes it's rose and that rose is stuck in the right. building. So we see Rose coming up and uh, she suddenly sees the the filter going down and that she's, you know, potentially going to die. Doctor's yeah. able to save the day though. He's able to stop it, but he can't get the door open. Um, so the doctor runs back into the room where the party is in front of Cassandra O'Brien and everybody else in there. And he, his plan now is to put down the spider thinking that the spider would run to whoever its master is. Cause he's basically reprogrammed it to do that. And Cassandra just immediately says, or the little blue guy says, who could have killed him? And then that's when Cassandra says, it could have been the face of Bo. He invited us. <laughs> so we learned that, uh, yeah, that Vigo, or what did you call, what's the name from? Uh, Omek. Omek, that Omek, Omek invited everybody. So Omek was the one that put this uh, whole thing together. Uh, but he puts down the spider and it actually runs to the repeating meme people that we, you know, that we think it's, who we think it is the whole time. Um, yeah. Even though, you know, I kind of had my suspicions that it was Cassandra. But then we realized that they know are just. Did you really? You thought like ahead of time it was Cassandra? There had to be something going on there, dude. You know, and, and it was know, just well, too easy. I then. take it back. I, I because, again, like I've said before, I've seen this episode, you know, we, we watched. I right. tried to watch this episode and the next episode. I don't, actually when I saw the preview for the next episode, I remember that beaten the whatever the ghost or whatever it is but i don't i honestly don't remember that episode at all this episode i remembered bits and pieces and i knew there was the twist with cassandra in this one but um but so so yeah so they run towards uh the meme folks he says nope that's not what it is rips it off they're just androids and then they go over to cassandra and we realize that it is cassandra who is behind everything and what the doctor (laughs) says like get her or whatever and she says i'm gonna moisturize you with acid, <laughs> which is awesome. Right. And she, she tells, she, I love it too. She calls a little blue guy a pixie. She's like, shut up, you pixie. <laughs> um, and we but find she, out, go ahead. What, what was she? She was trying to use herself as a hostage or something. Right. Is what she wanted she to create said. a hostage situation to get money so she could just have more surgeries. <laughs> That's literally all it was. 
Which isn't out of the realm of possibility for a human. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially one who had 708 surgeries. Exactly. You're, you're I, don't, gonna... I don't think that was going to be your last. I think, And she even mentions how next week she's having her 709th. We exactly. already heard that at this point. So, um, but she had a backup plan is what she said. Yep. And the backup plan was like something about like cash in like uh, stocks or something. Or I don't remember what she said, but she had like multiple plans set up. And um, the last of which was to teleport herself, which you they, they said a couple times like and you kind of missed it or not that you missed it, but you didn't think it would really be important that you can't teleport off of that platform like platform one. Yep. Um, and she does that like right in the nick of well, oh, you would think in the nick of time. Yeah, but um, well, she did that because all the spiders blew up. Which then removed to lower the force the shields, field, right. right? Which lowered the force field, so she could teleport out, and then everybody else would just get burned up and couldn't really tell what happened. You know, nobody would be alive to say what happened and that she was behind it. Um, and I love Cassandra when she's talking about their death's going to be quick. She says the death will be quick, just like my fifth husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is awesome. What What's the husband look like, and who would want to marry? Oh that? God, yeah. who knows? Yeah. And who knows how? I mean, how many years ago was that? Like, I mean, how old is Cassandra? Did she say it? That's one point. I don't I think, think she said. Say, no, it's one point I thought she said she was a few thousand years old. I thought we'd, we'd heard that. Really? Um, but then we cut to, she teleports out and the doctor realizes we got to get these force fields up. What are we going to do? So Job and the doctor go, or Jabe and the doctor go running down back into this engine room with these giant fans that are going. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cassandra, or uh, Jabe pulls this lever that basically is going to make the engine room very, very hot. And right. he says, you know, we, we can't do this because you're made of wood. You're basically going to catch on fire. And she says, no, like, you have to do this, Time Lord. And that's where we hear, hear for the first time him being called the Time Lord, the Lord of Time. So, mm-hmm. um, And we realize Jabe is just going to sacrifice herself, essentially. I mean, I thought, honestly, that he was going to be able to save her through it. I, yeah, he but, did. You- <laughs> I didn't think nah. she would die, dude. Like... She, we see her catching fire. She straight up burns and dies. Yeah. She no, did. she sacrificed herself. She did. Yeah. She did. But the, the funny thing was like uh, she she holds that lever down and she's like, you need to hurry. Yep. Uh, you know, waste no time. And it seemed like the doctor took his sweet ass time to, to kind of get over there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I think he could have saved her, but I think he went a little bit too slow. Yep. And they did this one like he almost like morphed through that last like mm-hmm. uh, blade. So closed his eyes and went for it. Yeah. But um, what was the thing that I wrote down? Oh, it don't matter. Well, yeah. Like with the whole Cassandra thing, the line that I liked that, that the doctor had was like five billion years in the future and it still comes down to money. Yeah. Which that's yep. – it still has its value. Dude, I mean I think in the end that's what we're going to take away from the show in general. Like as as – over the top, as sci-fi, as wacky as this show is, there is a lot of social commentary happening right. here. And and what's even interesting, too, I think, is because it is a very British show and us being American, not that they're commenting on, on just American stuff, but you can see just culturally it's the same on both sides. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all about money. That's all it is, you know. And mm-hmm. here we are five billion years in the future and it's still about money. It's still about money. <clears throat> and the doctor, I mean, he, he can see it because he travels constantly through time. So that's probably a theme that he just sees always. No matter yeah. where he goes, every situation almost always boils down to money. Yep. That's wild. Crazy. 
Um, so then he's able to get through. He stops it, um, stops the big explosion from happening when, or actually just as the sun is exploding and getting ready to melt the earth, which is pretty cool, by the way. It kind of burns off the atmosphere first, and then you just see the earth just get wrecked. But uh, the doctor was able to get the force field up before that could happen, so everybody is <coughs> saved. And after that, you see Rose. She's pretty upset. You know, she's kind of looking at the whole thing happening, and, and you know, it's pretty sad. It's kind of realizing, like, wow, like that, that was the earth. And, and she's almost <laughs> more sad, not necessarily that the earth was blown up, but like that's how it went out with nobody watching. You know, everybody was focused doing something else. And she says something like, you know, the earth is destroyed and no one is looking. She's like just yeah. more sad for the earth of all the history, everything that's happened. And, and the majority of it, she has no clue. If you think of her little her little speck of time that she took place on earth is nothing in the grand scheme of five billion years. But it's just sad. But know? she like all the like, think about that. Like think about if that was us and all the history that we know just dating back a couple hundred years. And yep. but but if you were to I would have that same feeling. I would have the same exact feeling if I was to go five billion years in the future and be like, man, like everything that I know yep. from before my time is just enough to make me feel bad. But everything that happened after I go and all of the amazing things that happened, all that's just gone. And she's 100 percent right. No, nobody cares. No, they're having a party. They're literally having like a drinking party. They are. Yeah. To, to watch, watch this planet go. Yep. For, for no other reason than just for shits and giggles and to listen to Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's on an ipod it's very it was it was really like kind of a little sad and depressing yeah just to see the earth go and nobody care nobody cares nobody yeah. cares at all it's amazing uh we see the doctor he actually teleports in he finds there's some sort of receiver somewhere because what happened with cassandra should not have been able to happen and he's able to teleport her back and i mean he does they do get some sweet <laughs> revenge was, on her man yeah, like, yeah the fact that her moisturizing men or people are not there to keep her moisturized <laughs> And she starts cracking and she's like, save me, you know, put some moisture. I mean, Rose even says you should help save her. Her. Yeah. And he says, no. What, what's he say? He says, uh, uh, everything has, has its time. time and has to die. And there you go. He just, he just lets her go and just, just kind of blows up. The trampoline exploded. Yep. The, the bitchy trampoline. There's too many people. Done. Got a hole in it. <laughs> Did you ever jump? I actually did that before. I jumped on a trampoline. I didn't break through it, but it stretches out so much you like hit your back on the ground. Did you ever do that? You tap it. No. So you can imagine like if you're jumping and the thing just rips, just wham, <laughs> smack the ground. I'm never going to be able to go on a trampoline without calling it a Cassandra from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get a Cassandra. <laughs> and her name was Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, this is the scene, like I was just saying, where Rose, she gets really sad. Nobody's there to watch it. Um, and the doctor brings her back to the present and he, you know, they start kind of start talking about his history. Cause you know, he must've kind of realized like, you know what? I, I owe this to her. Like she, she's really upset about the earth. I have to say, to just kind of tell her my history and that I kind of feel for her. So he says, you know, his planet is gone and that it was burned just like the earth. And, uh, he says that there was a war and that they lost and that, uh, he says that he is a time Lord and I am the last of the time Lord. Mm-hmm. and um so they walk out the door back in the time and uh they kind of have a nice cute little moment where uh she says oh i smell chips right you want some chips and she would she says something like oh you're a terrible date or something you know i'll, well, because, I'll cover it for you but yeah because he can't pay he can't for it pay for it nope right so and and that's they made me think about the whole cassandra thing he's like it's still about money 
and he has none. So maybe he has no yeah. value for money, which is why he would be mad, you know, at, well, among other reasons why I'd be mad. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like you're, you're getting these little things about him. So, um, but still, Rose is still happy as a clam, like yep. running around with him, even though. Dude, that's what I love. You mentioned last week about the, or last um, when we did episode one about the holding hands and how in the old Doctor Who they never held hands. Looking at the scene of them on the space station when they're walking back to go back to present day, he gra- he grabs her hand and they walk away. And then when they're going to get the chips and kind of have their their moment about his his world and all that, I mean, she like. Like puts her tongue in her teeth and you know looking all cute and puts her head on his shoulder and like they go walking away. So like if I guess if you were a hardcore Doctor Who fan and that was like a thing, like they they've totally broke the mold of that old show. Like you're you're feeling like these two are possibly gonna get together at this point. Like like she she's seeing something him in him. I think whether whether he he is. I mean I don't I don't know, but you know maybe she wants to make some digi humans with him or some I, yeah. some, some proto humans I mean, she, or humanish. You know, he, the doctor's no Mickey. Let's just get it. Let's get that out of the, out <laughs> Nobody's of the way. a Mickey. No nobody's a Mickey. Um but I don't know. I, do you think that that would kind of ruin it for cuz I don't I don't get that impression at, at all right now. I think they have more of like a brother sister relationship right you think now. So? And then, but watching that scene at the very end, same thing. And then running, running away. You got the hint that there maybe there could be some love interest, but I don't. I kind of don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't either. I hope it doesn't. I go don't. Away. I don't want. I hope it doesn't go down that road. And um, keep it. Keep it like professional, more or less. Like he needed a sidekick, and um, she was willing to go along, and just leave it at that. Let them. Let them have these adventures together and don't complicate it by making like this whole thing, a love interest story. I don't know. That's just my personal feeling, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rose says, before you can get me in that box chips, it is, and you can pay. And he says, I can't pay. She says, what sort of date are you? <laughs> he says, come on then tight wad chips are on me. So All right. there you go. Uh, and, and then, then favorite part of the show. Right. My favorite part of every episode so far, we've only so got two in, is the next time on Doctor Who. Right. And uh, this one, we go to the past. We see the Doctor saying, Let, now we've seen the future, let's go to the past. And they go back to 1860. And uh, we see a woman in a coffin who wakes up and then is just like this creepy-ass Dude. ghost with like... Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's almost like uh, Ghostbusters meets like, Jacob Marley. Yeah, well, does somebody Christmas said something story. about Mr. Dickens. Oh, really? Yeah. They do. You're right. Yes, so I was like, is, is this yep. is this something that like maybe inspired? Yeah, excuse me, sir, Mr. Dickens, this is your call. That's right. So was was he was Charles Dickens like a stage actor? Because then it cuts to a stage play going on, and this creepy woman is in the crowd, uh, just amongst all these people, and someone says, "What phantasmagoria is this?" <laughs> and then she's just glowing, dude. It's creepy as hell. It is man. right. It's almost like from uh, do you see the World's End that movie The World's End? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, when they keep opening their mouths and like like the lights yep. coming out of the mouth, it was like something like almost that. Almost like that. Yeah. And you don't see the Doctor or Rose. You see him in the very beginning where he says like, "Let's go to now. Let's go into the yeah, past," like it. you said. And you don't see him until the very end. Like you, it's almost like that play is going on, and then the woman glows and starts floating around like the the theater and. People start screaming, and then you see the doctor and Rose. And he's like, "Oh, he says something like, almost to the effect like that's where we need to go." And yep. then that was it. 
So you don't see them. I'm sure, you know, it's going to revolve around yeah, them. People but screaming why? And, and then he says, uh, you know, oh, that's that's more like it. Like, like right. that's where we need to go. They probably went there and there was nothing happening. He's like, why are we here? Why, right. Um, Which is Rome, my question. Why did they choose that time? Is it just a random time he wanted to choose? I don't know. What, like, what is the purpose of the show? Is he is he trying to connect to the dots for something? Like, did he specifically pick 1860 because there's something there that he needs to fix, which will correct something from his time frame? Mm. I don't know. I don't know right now. Like, we're not we're not there. But is is all of these early episodes just kind of you showing what he can do, where what he can they go? Can do, yeah. Right. Hmm. So. But uh, all right. Overall thoughts, man. I, I felt this was a great episode. I think, you know, especially now talking through it as ridiculous as it seemed last week with the next time on moment. I think yeah. the serious moments and the little bit more insight into the doctor, but even more mystery created, I thought was great. Like it, it kept me now wanting to know more about the doctor. Like, why is he called the time Lord? What is with this war that the time Lords fought? Were there other time Lords? I mean, he says I'm the last of the time Lords. The last time, yeah. Like, what is that about? But why can he not go back to, to that time? Why can he not go back to his world and, and correct Stop anything it. that happened? Right. I don't know. There's gotta be a reason. That. I don't know. I don't know. Which means, I, I, which means there is restrictions. There are, there are restrictions on what, true they can what he can do what the TARDIS can do very true hmm. very true um I did I I really I liked the episode we were dying laughing when we saw the previews for this after after episode one yeah and I I liked the uh I like the difference between like episode one on earth crazy things happen on earth this one the complete opposite this like you said and be like this was like super sci-fi and uh, I'd, I'd like that. So now they're going backwards in time and it will be a little bit of like a history lesson. And then where do you go? Like, is this just will this thing just keep crisscrossing <laughs> back know. and forth? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, imagine being a writer for the show. You can do whatever you want. Like literally whatever you want. You want to go crazy sci-fi in the future? Do it. You want to go back in the past? Go for it. I mean, they can do anything pretty much. Pretty much. Um, you know, I, what I thought was interesting with this episode, too, is like I was – even in the beginning when they introduce all the alien races, like you're still kind of like, oh, it's kind of ridiculous and cheesy. But within five minutes, I'm in and I'm with it. And mm -hmm. we're just going. Like like when they cut back to that room, it's like nothing. Like when I see the face of Bo again, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a face of Bo. Like you're just – or there's Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra is like a major character, but she's so ridiculous looking. Right. But you just take it for what it is. Once you see it a few times, you're just in it. And so I, I love that about this episode. Yeah. Um, I think right now this is my favorite episode, I'm going to say. I think we only got two in. We only got two. So, um, yeah, I'll rank this number one. Yep. And uh, episode <laughs> one is number two. So there you go. <laughs> Should we do that? Should we rank these like keep, as keep we go? Them up and down the and, ranks. Right. Should we do that? We can. Let's do it. Why not? We'll do right, it. We're All doing right. it. Yeah, when it and maybe maybe every <laughs> season. So at the end of every season, we'll release the official. Here's the top. What's the best? The okay. Best of the best for season one. We'll okay. go through. Right. Um. So what do we learn this week? I I learned that even five billion years in the future, you can't trust humans. True. Uh, you can't. Because yep. it's like the doctor said, it's it's still about it's money, about and money. and they will still deceive you. Um. And and I learned that at the end of the world. 
um, Britney Spears will be played on the jukebox, yep, she's still which is a little upsetting to me. Yep. But, and the song is called Toxic, and she is just still toxic. In the exactly, yeah. Exactly, I learned yeah. that a little uh, jiggery pokery <laughs> can uh, make you, I, I would say could go a long way, but it also can make you or help you do a call along a yeah, long yeah. way too. <laughs> jiggery pokery. Little jiggery pokery. So. Uh, what else? Anything else? I think that I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I learned in this episode. <laughs> no, like it was. I and mean, we learned about the doctor, man. We learned more about the doctor. I think if anything, and you know, to be somewhat serious, I think this more insight into him. And that's what I want. Like we talked about, what do we want next? What do you want next for next week? I mean, I just want more progression on his history and I hope we get more delivery on it in the future. Like they can't just keep dropping these. You're a time Lord. He was on a planet where there was a giant war. Well, what is that war? Why were they fighting that war? What happened? His whole planet got burned. How did it get burned? Was it a sun? Was it a giant weapon? Whoever the military was, they're fighting. Like, what is that all about? And like you mentioned, why doesn't he just go back? Why can't he just go back to where that happened? He can travel through time. Go there. Go there. I think this episode will will answer uh, a couple questions just on like what the the show is about um, because this episode was just like it picked up literally right after the first one ended and, and he in the like we said in the beginning like he basically says where do you want to go so we're in this scene just because he's showing Rose right what the TARDIS can do mm-hmm. so but is this episode maybe I'm answering my own question right now but maybe he's saying like. Like and he does say that in the in the preview. Like now we went forward. Now let's go backward. So is this episode just going to be a random time in history just to show her we can just go to in show history her what too? We can do, yeah. Or is it because he he randomly picks 1860? So is it just to show her we can go back in time, or did he pick 1860 for a specific reason? If it's just to show her to go back in time, okay, then then do your little story here, and then maybe in episode four we get into specifics on, What's going on yeah i've shown you we can go backwards and forwards now we need to go here here's because what we of need something. to do right because of this this is why i'm time traveling you're with me because that's the thing like rose right now is just kind of going along for the ride like he even asked exactly. at the end of the episode he's like you know or, or when she says like to get me back in there we got to have chips haha or whatever i mean and then he says do you want to go home you know you see how dangerous it can be do you want to go home and she still says no like but i need to have yeah. chips before you get me back in there <laughs> right. but like Right now, it's all fun and games, but there's when is he going to reveal to her the reason why he does what he does? And then will she be on board for it? Like, what if he says, I'm doing this because, you know, I need to find my brother and kill him or, you know, what is something crazy like that? And she may say, like, well, that's not my conflict. That's not my war. I don't need to do that. So bring me home. I'm done. What's her role in this whole game? Yeah. What was there a reason why he asked her to come along? And if he's the last of his his breed, like why does why does he need to be crisscrossing the galaxy and be doing these things? Like why he said in I think in episode one, like he was just passing through, or something, mm-hmm. didn't he? Like yeah, yeah, yep. So just number one, through. where was he going? He was just passing through. Like if you're the last of your kind, why not just find a place and just hang out? Yep, just do it. Why like why are you doing all this stuff? Yep, especially if from sure, well. I was just saying, especially from what we can see, things are set in stone. But they're, like, what happens when they change history? Are there multiverses? You know what I mean? Like, was what happened here? Would it have happened whether he was there or not? You know, like, mm-hmm. like if he didn't intervene, would Cassandra's plan have been fulfilled? And because they were there and stopped it, what did that change? Mm-hmm. 
Right. You know, like that that's where time travel is so mind bending and mind boggling. <laughs> yes. And maybe that's what the doctor is. Maybe he, he fixes time somehow. You know, maybe that's being a doctor and you heal things, you fix things. Maybe that's what his job is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I'm sure the the diehards that are listening to it are just screaming at us right now. Right. Just yep. Calling us idiots. And but that's the beauty of, of the Tardy Tardis, man. That's why we're doing this. Yep. That's yeah. the point. So, all right. Well, guys, again, you know, thank you here for tuning in to the show. Uh, leave us a review on whatever your podcast service of choice is. And uh, remember, you can send us emails to uh, the Tardy Tardis podcast at gmail.com. You can find the links in our show notes. Uh, I'm going to start putting all the links to all the different services we're on as well. And uh, like I said, we will also be on um, iTunes hopefully soon. This is right now. It's actually yeah. not even on our side. It's just an iTunes thing right now. They're kind of slow on uh, accepting podcasts right now. I guess they're backed up is what we we're told. So hopefully it'll be on iTunes soon. But once we are on there, please leave us a review on iTunes because that's a big deal uh, to help kind of push the show up the ranks so more eyes can fall on it for sure. And, and tell your friends. If you have other people, other people you, you know that are Doctor Who fans, yeah. tell them to tune in and relive the Doctor Who adventures with us because um, we're loving it, man, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. No. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Chris, what do you got? Anything at the end? I'm, I'm invested. Yep, I'm intrigued. In. And uh, it can only get better from here. Yes. Looking forward to this. Yep. So, uh, with that, everybody, thank you, as always, for tuning in and making us uh, part of your listening experience. And with that, we will catch you next time. And the flippity flip. Go, go, Tardis! Happy time, Tardis.